Hello and welcome back to the Finns Nation UK podcast. And yes, the Malmö Dolphins are in the playoffs. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis. And on this week, I'm joined by our returning guests. With me today, back with us, is Robert Ashton. Robert, how are you? How was your Christmas? Satisfactory, I'd say. Yeah. Especially, I was working on Christmas Eve, so I got to watch the game relatively uninterrupted without any last-minute preparations needed to be done. And uh, after watching that, you know, when you, you've had your Christmas dinner and you're just satisfied and full, not like feeding a food baby and like, oh, I can't move, but just really, really nicely, oh, yeah, that was a good meal and I can sit down and chill out now. That's and how I felt. That's how I feel. Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, it was the perfect, really, start to Christmas Day because it would have been, for us UK fans, about what was it, half past midnight when the game ended? Quarter one, maybe in the morning? And yeah, roughly, day, yeah. Just the perfect way to start a day, and you could sort of go into that that sort of day then, Christmas Day, and just um, almost relax a little bit, the fact that, you know, uh, we, we'd already played, we'd already won, made the playoffs. Chiefs, lose, Chiefs losing helped as well, and sadly the Ravens did beat the Niners, but, you know, to be pretty much now guaranteed either one or two seed is... Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. But obviously, there's still you know, a long way left to go in the season. Uh, actually, before we get on to the game, uh, any Dolphins presents this year for Christmas? Did you receive any Dolphins-themed Christmas presents? The, the Dolphins are the only presents I ever need. I didn't get anything this year, but being able to watch the Dolphins, especially getting... Well, to be fair, my missus let me go to Frankfurt to watch them, so that was sort of my early Christmas present. That's about the best I was going to get. Well, of course, we got a little bit of Christmas miracle. Um, you obviously mean you both support the same football team. Darwin Nunes scored as well. Oh yes, that was nice. Also, yeah, he's, was... uh, he's turning he's turning into a, a real sort of integral part of that team now, which uh, filling a, filling a, a gap that we've lacked for a while. I think I'm I'm not as big on Darwin. I'm sort of still. Yet to be convinced by him. Um, I, I just think that he misses far too many big chances. But, you know, it's we all know the potentials there. We all know that he's got such a high ceiling and he can, he can become one of the best players in the league. Or certainly become one of the best strikers in the league if everything goes right. But I just think he's only think he's scoring quite a few, uh, 10 games without a goal before today, before today, before yesterday. So I think there's still a lot of work to do, but you can definitely see the improvement yeah, and potential. That you, is, can argue, you can argue he's not finishing, but... He's there. He's mm. in the position. He's, he's sort of getting chances. Mm. And it's just a matter of time before he, he just needs to be a bit more clinical, doesn't he, really? That's the thing. And I think there's only comes a certain point when you can keep relying on the fact he's making these movements. I think a bit like Timo Werner at Chelsea, I think there comes a point where you can't just keep relying on the movements he makes. At some point, you've got to look at the goals he scores and to pay, what, over £85 million for him. Um, I don't think he's yet been worth the money, but at the same time, he scored some great goals this year alone, and I think that I'm hoping that he can turn that around because yeah, if he if he can turn around and finish, then he's got the he's got the whole package. So yeah, um, yeah, that would be great. But of course, I'd love to sit and talk about Liverpool all day, but we got to talk about the Dolphins. Um, so the Dolphins have made the playoffs for the second year in a row, um, first time in my lifetime that has happened back to back years. Um, well, certainly my lifetime being a Dolphins fan, um, and that happened after a 22 to 20 win over the Dallas. Cowboys. Um, this game for me, uh, obviously, as well as this, we are still the second seed after the Ravens did beat the Niners and the Chiefs now are two losses behind us in third seed with the Jags 
further behind and they can't actually mathematically catch us up in the four seed. So it means that only three teams can have the number one seed in the AFC. That is the Dolphins, the Browns, amazingly, and the Ravens. But you would think was that the division's wrapped up. It certainly is. And the Bills are hot on our tails. And if obviously if you beat the Ravens, that's job done for us. But that would otherwise a lost there. We'll talk about the Ravens game a bit more later on, but that would give the Bills a chance to beat us on the last day and win that division. Um, but the game itself, um, really, I think we gotta say it was a Jason Sanders show. Um, I mean, to have three three field goals of more than 50 yards, as well as one that one another one that won the game for us with the clock go down to zero. I mean, two and he had yeah. one touchdown. It was really a day for special teams and defense. And I think that Jason Sanders deserves all the praise in the world after that game. Absolutely. I mean, special teams has been uh, sort of on and off for a bit of a question mark throughout the season, really, hasn't it? But the last, well, the game against the Jets and this game, they've really stepped up. The whole sort of team really has, has, has stepped up, I think. Uh, and it was just nice to be on the right side of a field goal in the last seconds. I mean, I've lost count of the number of times that we've had the game in our hands and given away stupid penalties or big chunk plays and all of a sudden from just about scraping a game, the opposition's scored a field goal and wiped us out. So it was nice to be on the right side of that for a change as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, especially after the disappointment of the Titans game, I think it's been good to get back on winning winning games again. I think that, um, you know, you look at the top, the Jets game, yes, fair enough, it is the Jets and they were, you know, having all sorts of issues on offence, but the shutout, the shutout. And then to be, be the first time we beat the team with a winning record since week three of last season, it, it's great to see the Cowboys are a good team. But the one caveat I would say, I don't know what you think about this, Robert, the Cowboys are basically the Dolphins of the NFC. A good team that can't beat the good teams, only beat the bad teams. What's your take being on the narrative of that? Because we have beaten the Cowboys at home, and yes, they are better at, at home than they are away, uh, both teams, this is. But do you think this sends up any sort of message, the fact that we got the game down, they scored with, it, with a minute left of the game, maybe a minute and a half left of the game, they scored late on with Brandon Cooks, and then we still managed to get down into field goal range and get and get that uh, winning field goal. What's your take being on the whole narrative about this losing record, losing record against the good teams, teams of winning records, and the fact that we have beat the Cowboys, but it was against a team who also can't beat good teams? Well, uh, throughout all the sort of narrative, back even when it started, when we got beat against the Bills, um, yeah, we got beat by the Bills. Yeah, it wasn't a good result for us, and it wasn't a good game, particularly in the second quarter onwards, really, or after half-time onwards, but... Each game we've played against winning teams, when we played against the Eagles, when we played against the Chiefs, I've said it all through. We were on an upward trajectory. Every single time we played one of the good teams, if you like, in inverted commas, we got better. And we got better. I mean, this, if you want to take it uh, that sort of line forwards, you look at to his, uh, or, the, or the fumble towards the end of the Chiefs game, and in this game, when Dallas came to play, no doubt about it, they came to play. When it came down to it, the final drive, we got better. There was no mistakes. There was no late calls into the huddle. There was no screw-ups, really. It was like, right, we know what we've got to do. We know we've got to get to. And we know that we've got to manage the clock. 
boxes ticked all the way across there. Job done. I, mean, I was when I was watching the game, I was thinking as regards the offense, all that they don't seem to be at it. They they're just not quite there. The um the the passes are just a, a little bit too in front, or they they're not quite getting to the receivers, or the receivers aren't getting quite to where they need to be to receive it. And when I watched the game again, it was like, well, actually, we're doing exactly what we've done all season. It's just that the Cowboys are on our level. And they're, you know, some of it is down to not quite there, but some of it is down to the other team are playing to win as well. So I think it's a cracking statement. I think it's a reinforcement of we're getting better when it comes to playing these teams with their winning records. Um, it can only bode well as we go further because it's another stepping stone to progressing far in the, the off season. Yeah, and I think you know it'd be all it all been good beating the uh, the Bills in week three or week four, whatever it was. It'd been all good beating the Eagles in week seven, but that's way too early in the season. The fact we've done this was what three games left of the season. It was at the time. And I know I've said that about the Cowboys just then, but they are a good team. And you got, for me, I think Dak Prescott's been the second best quarterback this season. You know, you've got C.D. Lamb there, Tony Pollard, some good pieces on his offense, Brandon Cooks as well. And there was, there, was one, there was one play in particular, I think, where Chubb got to Prescott and he wrapped him up. He had him wrapped up. And it's like, right, this is a sack. This is a sack all the way. Prescott switches the ball from one hand to the other and gets a pass away. And not just gets a pass away, gets the pass and completes it. That's how good a team they are. They're not the best team by any means, but they are a good side. So they came to play and ultimately we beat him. Mm. So it's like, as I say, another step upward trajectory, getting better every time. So as we get to the playoffs, I think it's, it's, it's not all roses. We've got a lot of injuries, but it's, it's looking good for us to have a, um, a good run, hmm. maybe even a Super Bowl. Not guaranteeing the Super Bowl, but maybe a final. Yeah, I mean, I think looking at the way it's going with the potentially being the the Chiefs to third seed and potentially the Bills to sixth seed. If the Chiefs were to you know were to beat the Bills in that wild card round, and we were the second seed, for example, or first seed, then we're most likely to play either the Jags or the Browns or in in the Divisional round, and then that means the Bills will play the Ravens if the Ravens were wanting. So I think if it works out that way, no, that's not right. So if we, it's basically as a way. I forgot what it was. There's a way where basically you could be playing the Jags or Browns in the divisional round. So I think definitely if we if seeding goes our way, I think potentially you could even look at a potentially an AFC title game. Not saying we'll win that, but I think certainly to be involved in that would be certainly a huge step. And I think that you look back at even the the Chiefs game where we shut them out in the second half. That game seems to be, I know Jalen Ramsey's introduction has also been a big part, but that game seems to have been the turnaround of the defence. And I think that that really is, ever since that game, our defence has just gone to another level. And I think as well, the loss and the, the loss of the Titans, it may hurt us seeding-wise, we don't know yet, but I think that we've learned, I think we'll learn a lot from the game. And I think we learned a lot from the game and I think it, sh- it showed it in the Cowboys game, the fact that we had adversity of receiving, uh, conceding a touchdown late on in the game with Brandon Cooks, but we still got down to the field goal range. We still got what we needed. We were helped up by a flag, yes, but at the same time, we still got towards that point. And I think that 
again, McDaniel mentioned in Hard Knocks that this may be the best thing that happens to the team that lost the Titans. I think that so far it's showing. I mean, 30 to nil against the Jets, a shutout, and closing out a game against the Cowboys, a team with with 10 wins. So I think there's a yeah. lot, to, there's a lot to be positive. And I know. Um, this this is something I said at the time after after the, the the Titans game, and it was a bit of an unpopular opinion because I didn't really express it properly. I think that was the best game that we possibly could have lost, and I say that in a sense of an ultimate reality check because mm. I did feel like we were getting to the stage where we weren't fudging games, but we weren't winning convincingly there was we were getting away with the odd thing with the odd penalty or special teams wasn't as good or the defense didn't hold as well or the offense wasn't performing so we were almost starting to believe oh we are invincible we can just walk onto the pitch and win and that game gave a massive kick in the backside to every single department every single coach every single player on the Dolphins team. And I think you saw that in the in the response. Yes, it was against the Jets, but we went out against the Jets and it was like, right, you ain't getting nothing. We're not here to sort of just make up the numbers and we can stroll around and we're not going to give you anything. We want to win. We're not having another situation like we had last week. And I think that is massive motivation to push them through to the end of the season and beyond. Yeah, and I think that you look even going further back, the fact that how we collapsed last season. I mean, we were, what, 8-3 and three start December last year. We all saw what happened down the stretch and the way the team pretty much collapsed down the stretch. And I think we've seen that this year, that apart from the Titans game, we'd be thrashed the Commanders, we thrashed the Jets, we got the win against the Cowboys. I think, really, it's been a great month for the, for the, for the, for the Dolphins. And I think that, you know, we're in a great position now to go, to go into that game against Baltimore next week. Um but of great course, month for a team that can't play in December, eh? Yeah, I know exactly. I think we proved a lot of people wrong. I mean, myself included, if I'm honest, I've been always been a bit of a pessimist sports fan. So for me, yeah, that's made me certainly happy. But also, and also, also as well, I think it was good seeing Tyreek Hill back on the field, 99 yards in this game. I mean, um, I didn't think he was going to play. I I thought that if he's going to play, it'll be a bit part role. I did. I didn't think, to be honest with you, I didn't think he'd be that involved, but. He was involved. I mean, I, I, he wasn't obviously he wasn't his electric self, one hundred and fifty yard self. But I think for a guy that has had an injury like he had to come back and have nine ten yards and look almost every bit as good as he was before the injury, I think that's testament to the guy himself and how determined he is on the field. I get the impression that every single player on on the, the team pretty much as as determined as that. Nobody wants to be out. They are playing as a team. Everybody wants to play. Nobody, if 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 it's a little niggle, if it's anything that they can get round, I'm good to go. There's none of this sort of like, oh, uh, I can't really play this week. Oh, uh, I've got an injury. Everybody wants to play for the team. Everybody wants to be part of it. We've got a cracking team mentality. There is no sort of divide amongst any of the players. It is one unit, and I think that can is really the, the the superpower that we've got. Everybody wants to be in on this team. Everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to play their part. There's no slacking off at all. Yeah, I mean, one guy on that note, I mean, uh, sort of players that have been determined, Bradley Chubb, I think for me, has been 
brilliant in the last few weeks. I mean, one and a half sacks in this game alone. He's now got 11th for the whole season. That puts him tied for 14th in the league. He's first in the league for forced fumbles with six. Um, and looking at his last few games, he obviously he's had, he's had four and a half sacks the last two games, um, a total of um, 11 t- tackles in the last two games combined. Um, and obviously two forced fumbles in the game against the Jets. I mean, when... Phillips went down injured against the Jets in the MetLife. I think we all thought defense may take a step back. But I think, personally, after watching that performance against the, well, against the Jets, but then also the Cowboys, Bradley Chubb seemed to have this game even more since Phillips went down. It's like you saw the whole Hard Knocks feature, the fact that they were, you know, seemed quite close and quite a good group. And then obviously Bradley Chubb seems really almost like a do-it-for-Jaden sort of mentality. I think Bradley Chubb has been every bit as good as any other player on our team, I think he's been probably, I say, our best player this last three games. He's been brilliant. And I think that, I know we've got the penalty against the Titans, but overall, Bradley Chubb has just been, I think, showing the last month especially that he is exactly the player that we traded up for, was traded to get in the trade deadline last season. I think that he is going to be, I think, especially now Phillips is injured and out for the season, I think Bradley Chubb is going to be, it's going to be that guy in the playoffs. Like if we get to the playoffs and we're going to win games on defence, I think as well as Ramsey, I think Chubb's going to be the guy we, we rely on the most. Absolutely. I mean, he probably leads the league in the history of the NFL for almost sacks as well. Because Thank how you. many times has he got... He's, he's got like a fingertip on him and they've just sort of slipped away. But that's something that's going to be really important, I think, in the game against the Ravens because you've got to stop Lamar from running around. You've got to bracket him and, and put him down, because if if uh, we start getting the nearly and the, and the fingertips and we we almost then we we will have a problem. We're going to struggle if he is able to get free and get loose. Yeah, that's it. Because we uh, if, if anyone watched the Niners Ravens game, Lamar Jackson just get tore that the Niners defense. He he gave him a horrid time and he was. If, if it's going to be a callback to win the um, MVP, it's going to be him. I think he showed that last night, that he is the heartbeat of that team, I think, all goes through him. And I think that it's going to be a big test on Sunday because I think he is, those kind of callbacks are, are so hard to, to cover because they can do so many different things. And um, we'll get on to the game now, actually. But before we do that, AFC permutations for the one seed. So if the Dolphins beat the Ravens, they'll have the number one seed and the head-to-head tiebreaker over them, which means that if we beat the Ravens, we'll go into the Bills game with a chance to win the AFC number one with a simple win. But if we lose the game, it gets more complex because if we lose the game, the Ravens are pretty much guaranteed the one seed. But at the same time, the Bills will be hot on our tail. So if we lose the Ravens and the Bills beat the Patriots, which I think we all know will happen, then that means we'll go into our final week of the season with the Bills potentially beating us at the division and could be a fight for the second or third seed still for the Bills. So the Bills, I think, because I, I don't know what you think. I think they really were. I mean, I think they are right now probably the second, if not most informed team in the AFC. And I think that if you were to play them in the playoffs, good luck. <laughs> they are. They are, yeah. I mean, I think that we have to. I think the Bills, the team that has given us so many problems over the years, he's won what, one game in the last eight against them or something like that? It's been a horrid stretch. Where, where were we playing when we won that game? It's a good point. And I think the Week 18, if it's something to play for, I think it's a really big test to see if we can beat them in Miami in Week 18 when it matters. We can easily beat them again in the playoffs when it matters. But I'm hoping that 
they lose to the Chiefs and then we don't, don't have to worry about them in the playoff rounds. But um, yeah, they sit behind me. I've I said this about four weeks ago. I think it was. It was before, definitely before the Titans game, and I said I can honestly see this coming down to the last game of the season against the Bills at Hard Rock, and it could it could come about when it comes to sort of permutations. It, I try and read them, and it, it just it hurts my head. There's so <laughs> many different permutations, isn't there? Yeah, um, I think I think it's simple is is win. I'm, I'm sure Coach McDaniel. I'm sure he's pushing that narrative to the team. It's very very forget forget the permutations. Forget what could be, what would be. Just win. Mm. Go win. That's the only thing you need to focus on. Um, yes, there's lots of different permutations. You say that the um the, the Ravens, are, uh, sorry, the uh, the Bills should beat the Patriots. I'm not so sure, you know. I've got like a little sort of seed sneaking, a, a, a teeny tiny spark of hope that for all the crap we've put up with from the Patriots over the years, that we might actually get a little bit of a favour. Um, Josh Allen has an absolute mare of a game and starts throwing interceptions left, right and centre. So I've got a little tiny spark of hope, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I can see this coming down to the... Last game of the season, Bills at Hard Rock, winner take all sort of situation, and 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 take it from there. But as I say, little tiny spark of hope that we uh we we deserve we deserve a little bit of fortune and a little bit of help from another team for a change. Yeah, I mean, um, I had that feeling about the Chargers game. I before I had this feeling because of. Staley being gone and new coach, new ideas. And it almost happened. We were so close to having that game be a charge win. And that would ultimately would have seen us win a division if we'd beaten the Cowboy when we beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Um and the Patriots did beat the the Bills earlier this year, albeit it was in New England, I believe, as well. And my, my boy Mike Gazicki helped us out, but I just yeah. I don't see the Patriots sweeping the the Bills. I would obviously love it to happen, and it's one of the rare games where I can support the Patriots and want them to win a game, but I think it's going to be, for me, unfortunately, more than most people, a horrible birthday, potentially. I mean, it's going to be... My birthday's on that Sunday. Um, I'm with Liverpool Arsenal on the same day. It could, it could be flexed to a Saturday night game, but it'll still run into my birthday regardless. Uh, it's not going to be the most um, easy Sunday for me on my birthday. It's going to be a tense few hours with FA Cup and Week 18 stuff to, to deal with. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping that... Yeah, we can go. I was hoping a few weeks ago that it could be the game that knocks out the Bills of playoff contention. But I think with all the teams around them, the Colts and Texans losing um, and Bengals as well, I think that they'll get into playoffs. But yeah, I think certainly that will be for a neutral anyway. I think something everyone wants that. Every neutral wants that final gate week to be Bills Dolphins for the division. But yeah, fingers crossed doesn't happen. And yeah, the Ravens game, I mean, that defence as well. When we talk about Lamar Jackson, but the defence as well is... Is electric. I mean, they gave Brock Purdy that Niners offense a torrid time on on um, mm. Christmas night or one a.m. for us in the UK, and it's um, yeah, it's certainly a worrying prospect because um, but same time, the Cowboys defense is one is me me in the top three defenses in the league, and we exactly, yeah, and, and with a not a not first choice O line as well. Yeah, that is true because. 
Obviously, Town Arm said, if, if things are given now that like he, he was missing the game, I think that's been a trend for his whole time since he joined Adolfo. Yeah. But I think, you know, all the changes we had, and I think that to do what we did and stop the Cowboys' offence, you know, I know they lost to the Bills the week before, but they've been, they've been cooking recently. They've been doing something really good. So I think to do what we did against them, I think should give us confidence. And as well as the fact we have beaten the Ravens two of the last two seasons, albeit it is different coordinators and all that, different seasons, etc. But I think that should give certainly Tua and the Dolphins' offense and confidence. The fact that you know we were what five, six touchdowns behind to them last season, um, and we ended up winning the game with one of my favorite ever Dolphins games, and certainly the game of the season for me for a Dolphins fan. And absolutely, that should again say before it is different coordinators. I think we have to take that with a little bit that record with a little bit of a pinch and salt. But I think certainly McDaniel and his team can take confidence from last year that Lamar Jackson may give you problems, but at the same time. We can beat them. So I think definitely should go into the game in Baltimore, which is going to be a tough place to go. I think they definitely should go into the game confident. But I think mm. we're going to have to be on our A game. Our defense especially is going to have to be on our A game to stop the mobile callbacks, such as Lamar Jackson in this game. I think uh, in the last, uh, of the last four games playing the Ravens, both home and away, we're 2-2, two and two, aren't we, I think? Mm-hmm. So we are even Stevens. Yeah, it, it's it's going to take a team effort but the offense has got a fire has got to not leave any any points on the pitch if that means that Sanders has got to score five field goals again and then Sanders is going to score five field goals again and the defensive line has got to come ready to put Lamar on his backside essentially ideally one of those what was it I think it was the first hit on um Jets quarterback in the first quarter where somebody wrapped him up around the leg, legs and Chubb just come in and absolutely nailed him square in the chest. Few of them mm. put him on his put him on his backside a few times, rock him a bit, get them on the back foot. That's what it's got to take. But uh, I watched a, a film yesterday called. He's probably you're probably too young to remember Kelly's Heroes. Nah, never heard of it. Oh, Clint Eastwood, um, Tali Savalas, few other stars of the time. Um, Donald Sutherland plays a cracking character, and one of his catchphrases is, what's with the negative waves, Moriarty? So I'm going to say to you, when it comes to your birthday, what's with the negative waves, Andy? <laughs> Why can't you think of something positive and happy for a change? Visualise it and it will happen. Well, we we got to hope. So we got. I'm I'm still hoping we get to that week that week, and it just, the game doesn't matter as much. But it, it probably will. Um, but yeah, so certainly it's going to be an interesting day. Um, but I think, I think as well, you know, either way, we got to look at the season as if we finish first seed or second seed or even third seed or even fifth seed, like it could be. Uh, I think you got to look at the season as positive, and I think that. I've never seen my time, what, 12 years being a fan, as win back-to-back, have back-to-back playoff winning, playoff campaigns. Uh, I've only seen this play ever in my life, two playoff games. I don't even know when the last time we had back-to-back playoff years is. Probably in the Marino era, I, I guess. Um, but it's, yeah, it's certainly an exciting time to be a fan. And I think that, obviously, if you want the home field advantage, I think that would be key. And I think that should be what we should aim for. But at the same time, I think we have shown, I think, this team that we can beat teams, but I think I think it's still massively crucial that we get that home advantage because um especially second seed, because um the Ravens could lose, you never know. They've lost in playoff games before when they've been the one seed. So I think 
if we can get the second seed or more, I think that's perfect for us. And I think we have to really look to that. But I, yeah, I would worry having to go into Buffalo, go into Kansas City or go into Baltimore in the playoffs. I think they're, they're tough places to go and the crowds are annoyed, they're loud. So I think, for me personally, I think this emphasizes even more the impact and the importance of beating the Ravens on Sunday because that would give us tiebreak, I said before, and it would seal the division. So, yeah, I think this game is probably, in my opinion, certainly all, all the fans will probably have different games in mind, but certainly in my lifetime, the biggest game, Dolphins game in recent years, ever in my time being a fan, um, for me, the biggest Dolphins game of the last probably of the last 15, 20 years, if I'm honest, because um, to ch- get the chance to not only win the division, but also be the number one seed, which we all know yeah. what that has and what effects it has and what an advantage that gives you, especially now there's only one team with a bye, I think it's huge. And I think that, you know, 6 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Eastern, that's a perfect time New Year's Eve. Before you, if you're going out, before you go out to watch this game, I'll certainly be watching it regardless of what I do on New Year's Eve. And yeah, I'm just hoping that we can we can end the year on a real high. I think this is going to be the game where people keep talking about the the narrative. We, I mean, we talked about it just before, the narrative of we can't beat winning teams, we can't beat winning teams. This is the week where we're going to turn around, take that narrative and shove it down the throat of every single person that's doubted us. I think this, as well, I think as well the fact that it's a perfect time to do it as well because we're not, we're not being a good team in week seven or week 10 or even week 11 we're doing it with well that'll be at that point only one game left of the season and that's going into the stretch the most important part of the year with that confidence of knowing you've beaten a good team and we could do it again and again to Bills the following week so for me this game has so many layers and so many narratives and so much importance I think that a win here would would mean more than any present I get from my parents or my my family no present at all will, will beat um winning that division and getting a one or two seed for me, and especially the one seed. That'll be, for me, the perfect birthday present. Yeah, just remember when you get your media pass for the Super Bowl and you get your plus one, just remember that there's one person to take with. <laughs> well, I've applied for media cred, so I'm hoping to go there regardless. I mean, I don't know whether they, they fund your hotel and flights, but that's going to be an expensive, um, expensive experience. But it's, um, yeah, I mean... I've had a couple of friends before mine who had on my other podcast, uh, Ollie Thornton from um, Talk Sport. He was a Bengals fan and he was at a Super Bowl where the Bengals played the Rams. And I had uh, Ollie Wilson on, who was an Eagles fan at the Super Bowl last year. So I think the chance to be able to go to my first ever Super Bowl and go to my first one, seeing my team play, I think it's just almost the perfect recipe. And I think that even at that point, you probably think win or lose, it's just great to see a Super Bowl and see your team yeah. play. If you can win it as well, I mean... Nothing. That's one the, the ultimate. Nothing will top. Nothing unless I see, go to Liverpool game and see us win the league or win the Champions League. Nothing will top seeing that the Dolphins win a Super Bowl in person at a Super Bowl. My first ever one. That would be just childhood dreams all mixed into one. That would be just something else. But we're getting too too far ahead of ourselves for now. It's a long way to go yet. There's still a lot of games left. But hopefully, come February the 11th, we'll be saying those exact words. Absolutely, absolutely. Great stuff. But that is where we'll end the podcast for today. Um, so first of all, a huge thank you to Robert once again for coming on, which I believe is your hat-trick today on, on the podcast. Yes. Three times, baby. Three times. Well, hopefully three times as well come February 12th. Um, and yeah, I have been your host, Andy. And once again, huge thank you to Jez Granger for the theme tune to this podcast. And huge thank you once again to Wayne Collard 
all the podcast graphic. Hope you all had a great Christmas. We'll see you guys for our next episode. But in the meantime, fins up. Fins up. Visualize the week. <laughs>